Cheers to you, my brilliant friend, and welcome to the Intelligent Intoxication Podcast, where I'll get you smashed on success without the buzzkill of burnout. Welcome back, everyone. So today, let's wrap up talking about the five flavors of inner critic, according to Joanna Kleinman. And over the last few days, I have encouraged you to go online and take her inner critic assessment. It is truly phenomenal. You are going to get so many takeaways and ahas. And again, working with this inner critic, this fear-based pattern in your mind, it's all about the awareness because as soon as you can pick up on its patterns and some of the common thoughts that go along with it and some of the feelings and the actions, you can catch it. And if you can catch it when it starts chattering, you can manage it. So we don't have to get rid of it. I used to think working with the inner critic looked like ditching it, getting rid of it. And so I would try to tell mine to shut the fuck up. Okay, that doesn't work. doesn't work with anything, does it? Um, So really what it's about is it just gets to be there and you get to notice what it's saying. And when you hear it, you remind yourself that on some level, you're not feeling safe. Because if you were, there would be no need for this fear-based pattern or voice to be chattering in your brain. Okay? Super, super interesting. Today, let's talk about the inner critic that is of the victim variety. Now, when I took the assessment, I scored a 0% on this one. And I don't know if I I don't know, if I were to take it again, would I score something different in this area? Or, I don't know, maybe I did legitimately score 0%. So all that means is this type of inner critic, given the other four that are running rampant in my brain, this one doesn't even have a chance, right? But I really want you to listen to some of the things still I learned about this type of inner critic in case this is the flavor of inner critic that is ruling your mind, right? So you can catch it in action. This type of inner critic is all about blame. Everything is someone else's fault, okay? Yesterday, if you'll remember, we talked about the guilty inner critic, and let's juxtapose the two. The guilty inner critic is going to tell you that everything's your fault. The victim inner critic is going to tell you that none of it is your fault. It's somebody else's fault. They're all to blame, and therefore, they need to solve all of your problems for you. Okay, so that's what makes this one different. You may, if you have this type of inner critic, be in the habit of feeling helpless, of thinking that your life is always really, really hard, um, that the reason you don't feel better or feel happier or more successful or more fulfilled is because of how other people are acting. And if they would only treat you better or talk to you better or do more for you, then you would feel better. So in essence, you are outsourcing your emotions to others as if they have the responsibility for your emotions and you do not, which total bullshit. We are always in charge of our own emotions. Okay. People obviously can do and say things that will influence our emotions. I'm not stupid to think that they they can't. Of course they do. However, we are in charge of managing our emotions. Here's something else that you may notice if you have this type of inner critic. You may allow yourself to pout, to be moody, to be temperamental, to get attention 
from others. You may notice that you are emotionally reactive instead of emotionally responsive. And there is a big difference. When you are emotionally reactive, you give yourself permission on some level to act out regardless of the emotion that you're feeling. You get pissed, so you send the angry text or email. You get disappointed and you blame someone else for making you feel that way, whatever it may be. But we just, again, guys, we want to be aware of these patterns so that we can learn how to manage them, right? Here are some of the things you might be thinking with this type of of inner critic. Poor me, life doesn't work out for me, no one understands me, I need someone to fix all of this for me, right? Um, You may notice that you're in the habit of very negatively comparing yourself to others and assuming that others are better than you and it's their fault that, again, that you're feeling the way that you're feeling, right? Here are some other I don't know, patterns that you might be experiencing is believing that the way to get love and attention and affection from others is to get them to pity you, to feel sorry for you. You might also be in the habit of telling yourself that you're just more sensitive than other people, which is why, you know, you get more airtime than other people. You get to dump your emotions all over other people because you're just so sensitive. Nothing wrong with being emotionally sensitive, guys. Having big waves of emotions, that is a strength unless you use it to give yourself permission to dump your emotions before you've even felt them or understood them all over other people, right? So just get curious about this. Also getting in the habit again of thinking that if something bad happens, it's somebody else's fault. You played no part, no responsibility for you. And if others, again, feel sorry for you or feel sympathy for you, then that means that you get to feel loved and appreciated, right? Here, okay, if you have this type of or flavor of inner critic, here's the impact it might be having in your life or on your relationships, okay? You might be spending so much time like rehashing and ruminating about things that happened in the past, specifically how other people hurt you or disappointed you, that it is completely stealing your joy and happiness in the moment. You might be in the habit of keeping grudges and keeping score in your relationships, kind of a tit for tat type of a deal, right? And again, you know, at the end of the day, guys, you get to decide to do what you want to do. That's the agency that you have, right? But I would just really encourage you to consider whether or not some of these beliefs, some of these patterns, some of these habits are serving you long-term or if they're merely rescuing you temporarily in the moment, right? Just get really, really curious. Here's another pattern you might be experiencing with this type of inner critic is being so desperate for other people to understand you that you assume that it's their responsibility to understand you without you giving them clear um, direction and being really open and honest about your expectations or your boundaries and then withdrawing and pouting when they don't understand you even though you haven't given them the information to help understand you. 
you may be in the habit in your relationships of being dramatic. And you might not just be playing the victim. You might be also playing the persecutor in your relationships. So first wanting someone to rescue you, and then when the rescuer doesn't want to rescue you, you then switch hats, and then you become the persecutor, and you create conflict and confrontation, and criticize and blame the person who doesn't want to solve your problems. So just get curious, again, if some of these, is, some of these things are coming up for you. Here's another indicator of this type of inner critic. You want to complain about your problems all the time. You want an audience, but you don't actually want to solve them, right? Something to be aware of. Um, You might be in the habit of getting a lot of attention for having a lot of emotional problems or for being temperamental. So here's the thing. This is the important part here. How did this type of inner critic develop, right? It could have been that growing up, you never really felt seen or accepted unless something was wrong with you. So you learned that in order to get love and care and acceptance, something had to be wrong and it couldn't be your fault. So you had to blame someone so that you could get someone else to swoop in and finally give you love and attention. You may have felt really betrayed by one of your caregivers. You may have felt that you didn't have any control or that no one ever really understood your pain. And if I can offer you anything, it's this. Champion this belief going forward. It's not your fault that you have this flavor of inner critic. However, it is your responsibility to learn everything you can about it so that you can manage it so that it doesn't negatively impact your life and your relationships. So get really curious about it. Tomorrow, I'm going to wrap up this short series on Inner Critic by really giving you some concrete, actionable steps you can take to not only manage your inner critic, but to make sure that you befriend this chatter in your head to use to your benefit long-term. All right, my friends, as always, deeply grateful that you're here. Have an intoxicating rest of your day, and I will be back tomorrow with more. Hey, my friend, if you're thirsty for more than this daily shot and ready to intoxicate the hell out of your personal or professional life, I'd love to invite you to coach one-on-one with me. It all starts with a complimentary happy hour call. Head on over to terrybradway.com. That's Terry with two R's and an I. Bradway, spelled just the way that it sounds. Once you get there, my friend, click on the Work with Terry button and we'll take it from there. Thanks for listening and have an amazing day.